Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today I have Stephanie O'Day from the Slow Living Podcast coming on to share with us a life of slow living. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that you're going at a slow pace, but that you just have this mindfulness of just living more slow. Oh, just like hearing that makes me take a deep breath, makes me feel cherished and hugged. And I cannot wait for you to hear my conversation with Stephanie O'Day. Let's dive right into our conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hi, Stephanie, and welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of slow living, I want to ask, ask you a couple of rapid fire questions to get to know you better. So okay. the first question. First of all, I've got to point out I, the, the term rapid fire and then slow is making my <laughs> brain go crazy. <laughs> So I will try my hardest. <laughs> you are welcome to answer however you like. <laughs> okay. So what is one habit you are currently working on? I'm working right now on drinking more water. I ended up getting a gallon jug thing from Amazon. So I keep it on my desk and it has little encouraging messages on it. Like you can do it. Keep going. You're so close. And uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of us, especially women, or I know for me, drinking water is so difficult, but one thing that has helped me is having a straw in my cup. I gulp it down when I have a straw. So that is one thing that has helped me a lot. Okay. Number two, what is a habit that you've been able to establish lately that has brought you more peace of mind in your home? So I am a journaler. So the, I ended up streamlining my journaling process because I needed a bit more structure. And so I have a one page journaling exercise that I do where I can still do a tiny bit of a brain dump, but then it sort of structures my thoughts. So then I am journaling in a productive way, which sounds counterintuitive, but I have to get a certain amount of things done each day in order to be an effective human. (laughs) So if I had my choice, I I would sit in nature and do yoga and do nothing all day, but bills still have to get paid. The children still need to get food. So all of these things. So that sort of helps me um, coordinate (laughs) the thoughts and my ideas in a really um, helpful and productive way. I love that so much. I too could be that girl that's living on an island with 
all the windows open and the breeze coming and sitting on the beach or whatever. I am in that dreamland as well. But like you said, things have to get done. And I love that habit of journaling every day. I don't have that, that habit established, but I could see, I do do a daily brain dump. And so I guess mm. that could be somewhat of a journaling process, but I love that, that you do that. Okay. So what is now we're doing the opposite. So okay. what is one habit that you have that is annoying you the most at the moment? Oh, interesting. So I, um, when I fidget and I'm procrastinating, I end up biting or peeling my nails and it's, I don't like it. And, and it's probably a fidgety thing because if I have a fidget, uh, like toy <laughs> in my <laughs> hand, I'm fine. But if I'm a little bored, um, I find the need to, to just sort of pick and, and it's definitely something I'm aware of. I was shamed a lot when I was little, like Steffi, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so I'm, I'm aware and I, and I have those voices in my head. Um, but, uh, I would love to just be at peace all of the time. Um, and that's the sort of end goal, but I'm, also okay with knowing that we're full-fledged humans and constantly a work in progress. I'm like, okay, so yes. what's going on, Steph? You must be a little anxious right now. Let's, let's think about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, my, my show is called the habits and home show. And so much of it, I'm like preaching to myself. It's like, I'm bringing people along on my journey of like <laughs> teaching myself mm -hmm. or learning these habits myself and learning these skills. And sometimes um, being a, a product of what you're teaching people is the best place to be. So, <laughs> um, okay. Number four, what is your favorite place or a little cozy niche in your home? Or it doesn't have to be cozy. It could be a, like a drawer that you're able to keep organized or a closet that just like, oh, it's perfectly perfect all the time. Okay. So what is your favorite spot in your home and why? So it's probably the master bathtub. Um, <laughs> so no one bothers me and I'm, I'm just alone. I'm cozy. I like really, really hot water and I can just kind of sink in and my shoulders relax. And then my husband built a little bookcase for me right by the bathtub on the ledge. And so I've got some candles and I've got all of my bath, um, lotions and potions, but then also books. And, and so I can just sit and be cozy. And, um, when the water gets cold, I just add in more hot water. Yes. Yes. It's so funny. I have a funny story to tell you before we dive into the second portion of, of your show. And I hope this brings some humor to us, somebody else, but just this morning I was at the gym and I was, we were talking about loving heat. It's cold here in Florida right now. We're having mm -hmm. a cold snap and we all love hot. And we're talking about loving hot water and I love hot baths. I love hot showers. My kids and my husband can hardly stand it. I, I jump in a hot tub really easily. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> so I was talking with a girl there and she said, okay, I have something to tell you. My 91 year old great grandmother swears by cold water for mm for keeping your breast perky. <laughs> How funny would that be to have that conversation with your 91 year old yeah. grandmother? That I think that is awesome. Swears. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, when you're cold, it you're constricts, it constricts and can, you know, and I was like, 
wow, is it worth it? <laughs> so, so for me, because I had three babies and nursed them, I don't think, I think it might be too yeah. late. <laughs> I think it's, and that's what, that was the consensus of all of the women in gym class. They said, oh, we're already in our thirties, forties, fifties. We've already had kids. I think it's too late for us, but <laughs> Anyway, maybe it, y'all it, should. It is, it is good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephanie. Well, what I want you to do is tell us a little bit about yourself and about the mission behind your podcast. Sure, absolutely. So, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, um, and I think you're great. And I love it that you're in Florida. So you're on the opposite coast in beachy weather. So I'm in California, um, but we are not in beachy weather. So we're having this major cold snap, but. Um, I don't know. Californians aren't supposed to argue or complain about the weather. So I'm going <laughs> to leave it like that. Um, I, I've been writing and, and producing content online um, for a super long time. So in 2008, I made a New Year's resolution to use my crock pot slow cooker every day for a year and write about it. And it, it took off. It, it went viral. It went really well. I ended up on um, Good Morning America and the Rachel Ray Show and have since written four cookbooks. I've been on the New York Times bestsellers list um, and, I, and I just love it. I love absolutely everything about it. And in a year or two into it, I realized that I was actually having the most fun answering reader email and, and sort of helping people figure out, okay, well, if we've simplified and streamlined your cooking with a slow cooker, what else can we sort of simplify and, and streamline? And, um, and so then I started doing that and, and it worked out really well. And then I had this major epiphany in 2016 because the Instant Pot pressure cooker sort of took the market by storm. And my book publishers and literary agent are like, you need to translate all of your recipes into that. And I bought a pressure cooker and I goofed around with it, but I didn't like it. I just, my, I, I, it doesn't work well for my own family situation. It doesn't work well for my brain. I love being able to cook in the morning. I'm highly caffeinated. I'm coherent. I press a button. I can go off and enjoy my day and I never have to think about cooking again. But the pressure cooker is the opposite. It's let's cook a frozen chicken at six o'clock in 45 minutes, which is neat. Like, I'm not going to argue with you totally neat, but I felt still frantic because my brain was constantly percolating up. Got to get home, got to make dinner, got to do this, got to do that. Whereas with the slow cooker, I had such peace of mind because I'm like, whatever, dinner's cooking itself. And, and so that philosophy of figuring out what you want and then getting it in the, the kind of kindest, slowest, sustainable, methodical way is what slow living is all about. And that's what I teach and coach about on the slow living podcast. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Wow. You make me want to go out and get my slow cooker again. <laughs> um, I, my husband did, I, I had a crock pot that I used. I didn't use it reg faithfully or regularly. Um, I wish I would have like stumbled upon I, looking up recipes online kind of overwhelms me. I either have to like try it from a friend and ask them for their recipe or I just, I just am not a, a look up recipe kind of girl. And he bought me an instant pot 
one Christmas and I was like, I never asked for it. And I'm like, yeah. okay. But then I slowly try to figure it out. I learned how to make boiled peanuts and mashed potatoes. And I make, um, chicken and dumplings in there, but you hearing you talk about the crock pot and yes, the instant pot makes us be like on, on, like we have to be there. Because if you don't, you'll burn it or you have to like let the pressure out at a certain time. But the crock pot is so forgiving. It's so, um, like you said, slow. And I love that philosophy so much. Okay. So, um, you have said on your podcast or, you know, on your, your, um, your website that there are five steps to a slow living and that anyone can access them and live them out. Okay. So can you explain what those five steps to slow living is? You bet. So I think in general, we all have a sense of what your own sort of vision is for, for your own American dream, the own thing that you're sort of working towards. And I want people to take the time to sort of daydream and envision it and then work towards it in this very sustainable way. If you spend too much time online or around anyone, um, hustle culture is such a big deal that you have to do more, 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 faster, 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 now, now, now. And I am all about still being productive and still getting things done, but in a really methodical and sustainable way. So the first step to slow living is to declutter, which works out well (laughs) for you and your audience. And, And it can be physical clutter because it's really just noisy for your brain and your body to be surrounded by so many things and have so much stimuli. Um, if you've already done a decluttering of physical things in your house and you're still finding yourself a little overwhelmed, declutter other things. Declutter the people you spend time with. If you're around negative people, it's not helpful in (laughs) any way. (laughs) If if you're saying yes to things that inside your body, you know, you don't want to say yes to Mm -hmm. declutter that also simplify your calendar. Um, One wonderful thing about the pandemic is we were able to use it as an excuse and stop saying yes to things out of obligation because that's not a fun way to live. I want you to wake up excited and look at your calendar and like, oh, I get to do this today. I, I get to talk to Lisa on the other side of the country at 5 a.m. Like this is kind of exciting and, and it makes you want to spring out of bed other than like, oh, I have this meeting I've got to go to and I don't even want to go to it. Um, it, it just doesn't feel good. And then, um, so that's step one is to declutter. And then step two is to know where you're going and keep that vision in your brain and hold on to it. So I'm in my mid forties. My vision is when I'm 70, 80, 90 years old, I want to be a certain way. I want to crawl around on the floor with my grandchildren. I want to garden. I want to do yoga. I want to feel fulfilled. So in order to have that vision, I need to start working on it now. And and so, and then step three is is in the here and the now, stay positive. Don't don't beat yourself up for making mistakes. If that's your end goal, there's going to be twists and turns and all arounds. And it doesn't mean you give up. You you stay positive as much as you can. And, And then step four is to take little 
action steps Mm -hmm. every single day. And if you have to take a day off or life happens or a natural disaster happens or the dishwasher overflows, you haven't failed. So, so if you're kind of setting that metaphoric GPS, like the, the metaphor of if you're driving from San Francisco to Austin, but you decide to take a detour to go see something, it doesn't mean you failed. You're still going to get there. It just might take a little bit longer. And, and so taking those little steps forward um, count. And if we're lucky, life is long. So, so tune out that hustle culture of you've got to do it right this second because you don't. You, you really don't. It, it will be okay. Um, I joke with my coaching clients that this isn't shoots and ladders. If you're on your little board game and you pause, you're not going to slide backwards. You've just paused. Mm-hmm. And then um, step five is just tweak and fine tune. And, and you know you and you know your life situation and your body best mm-hmm. and just modify and and change. I have women write to me and they're like, well, I can't do this anymore because I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Like, okay, well, let's slow down and let's ask yourself a a nice open-ended question of, well, how do I make this work now? Like, like this is the life situation. I'm not going to give up. How do I make it work? And when you take the time to slow down and ask yourself really good open-ended questions, your subconscious will fill in the answer. And if you don't want the science approach, you can decide that it's the voice of God giving you the answer or mm-hmm. it's the universe giving you an answer, mm-hmm. um, whatever makes you feel the best. But you really do have those kind of answers within. And um, I've been doing some writing lately for a new book and I am using the acronym for SLOW, which is simply look only within, because when you do slow down and, and, and take some time and, and maybe play around with journaling and meditating, you don't have to keep scrolling. <laughs> you, you do know the answer um, already. You've got enough research. You've got a, a, enough inside that, that you know, gosh, I am really feeling overwhelmed right now. What do I need to do? And then just wait and, and the answer will come to you. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that all five of those steps are written out on the blog for y'all. So if you want to refer to that, you can, but it sounds so forgiving. I, I feel like just the, the word of forgiveness is wrapped beautifully around all of those five steps. Like, um, you know, just taking one step, making minor tweaks, weeding out things that are clouding you and, you know, hindering you and getting in the way. I just, it just feels so good. I feel like mm-hmm. as you were talking, I was taking deep breaths and I was like, yeah, if oh, I could just so wrap good. everybody up with a big bear <laughs> hug and, and just, just let you know that you're fine. You're just fine. You are not yeah. behind. And I think that's what happens with hustle culture is people feel behind yes. and that's not a good way to be. Um, you're, you're not going to get in trouble if mm-hmm. meeting your goal takes a little bit longer to take. So, so those smart goals, I've, I always joke around that they're stupid because <laughs> in real life, it doesn't matter how long it, it takes you um, yeah. to, to get things done. Sure. Don't miss deadlines at work. That's important. But with your actual life and personal goals, don't give yourself an arbitrary deadline and then 
yourself up. Um, right. We've, we've got to enjoy the process and the journey because right. that's what makes your days worth living. Right. And something that I have been trying to allow, and we'll talk about this in the next question. I've been trying to allow myself more time. So I making tiny lists and giving myself extra time for those specific tasks, because I have to know myself, I have to know my capacity. I have to know how much I want to pour in. How long does it usually take me to complete things and get out of the, the rut or the expectation that I need to be so fast at everything just so I can add so many things to my plate. There is there's tomorrow. And if tomorrow never comes, then it doesn't matter. (laughs) So yes, yesterday I had three things, three major things on my checklist and the number three did not get finished, but number two was so important. It was to get all of our tax paperwork together. And so I had, that is important. And I felt, and I, I did it in a way that gave me peace and I didn't feel stressed or frazzled afterwards. And I felt really proud of myself. And I feel like it's, we need to learn how to be proud of ourselves in how we complete a task and not necessarily the number of tasks that we are completing. So I want to go into the next question because you talked about hustle culture, hustle mentality, and we, with the social media and definitely after COVID and everybody's getting online more and you have lots of, you know, people that just feel in this hustle all of the time. How can people feel like they can get everything done and not fall prey to hustle culture. Yeah. So, so really my best advice is, is back to step one and declutter mm-hmm. um, and, and tune it out. So in yoga, we talk about keeping your eyes on your own mat and, and what you're doing on your own mat is the only thing that matters and stop looking at the girl down there because she doesn't have your body. She doesn't have your life. <laughs> she doesn't have your muscle tone. She yeah. hasn't eaten the exact same thing you have. So, so do not compare yourself to her. In school, we talk about keeping your eyes on your own paper, on your mm-hmm. own work. Um, it's exactly the same so thing. Oh, good. Yes. It's exactly the same thing. Um, <laughs> Raised horses always have blinders on and, and they're, they're literally running only their own race. So it's tricky for me and I know it's tricky for you. And if anyone is running an online business, you can't actually truly turn it off um, because that's just how online businesses work. But you can set limits for yourself and parameters. I have social media, but not as like Stephanie O'Day, the the person, the human, if I want to send pictures of my kids to my mom, I just text my mom pictures of my kids. Um, I I try really hard to connect with my real life friends through, through old fashioned ways. Um, I I would rather meet them for coffee and go for a walk than to scroll Facebook. So I really do look at social media as a tool for work. And, and that is it. Um, if you have a different life situation, I work with a lot of like military moms and, and they all of a sudden are, are just picked up and moved and they don't have a real life social network right That I, I get it. I, I am not preaching this in, in a way that makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. I want you to only do things that are making you feel right. Mm-hmm. But if you are sitting on the couch at 10 o'clock at night 
doom scrolling Instagram and you can tell you're not feeling good and, and it's making you feel bad about yourself, that's a sign that you have to stop. And, and maybe you set alarms for yourself. Um, maybe you put limits on the social media and your phone turns it off mm-hmm. at a certain time. Maybe you only look at it and, and make a rule. I'm not going to even have the apps on my phone anymore. I mean, I have to sit down on the desktop and, and look that way for a limited time. So again, when you take the time to slow down and just sort of journal it out and ask yourself open-ended questions, you'll you'll know your own answer and what fits your life best. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we're in this kind of tricky cycle, and we we're programmed in school to to constantly be searching for this external validation. When it, it comes from gold stars, it comes from good grades, it comes from pats on the back. And when you're an adult, you've got to pivot that and realize mm-hmm. that that stuff all comes from within. And you mm-hmm. need to really feel confident that you're adulting well and you're doing a good job. And you know the answers to the most part. If you don't, sure, do a little bit of research. But in general, you'll know what's a healthy food and what's not a healthy food. And in general, you know what is a, a, a good idea in your relationship and what's not. If, if your internal GPS is like, gosh, I'm bickering too much with my husband, you already know that that's something you need to work on. And, and you don't need to scroll and find validation and read other people's stories. So, so turning that off, going within and, and doing the work on, yeah. on your own metaphoric yoga mat is, is yeah. really what needs to happen. So w- what I'm hearing is being more mindful. And that's something that I preach on and teach on too, is being more mindful, more methodical. And I feel like a lot of us are just reacting to life and reacting to our environment and being the victim of you know, clutter, being the victim of busy schedules, being the victim of, um, you know, other people's expectations or, Mm. um, pressures from the, from, from our culture. And we have this victim mentality that we can't change anything about that. But I feel like once we get into this mindful state of like taking control of evaluating, looking, mm-hmm. doing, doing those five steps of decluttering and weeding out and, you know, thinking about where you want to go instead of life just happening to you, you yeah. actually projecting where you want to go. Yeah. And I feel like it, you, you mentioned the horse having the blinders mm-hmm. and we have horses oh. and the horse is going to be wherever his eyes are pointed. The horse is going to walk wherever his eyes are pointed. And so if you move his head to the left, he's going to go to the left. And so we have to know where we're looking and where, like you said, where we're envisioning ourselves to go. Also something for me that has helped me get away from things that I don't want to do is to spend more time doing the things that I do want to do. So if I had, it also helps with like our bad habits that we want to break. I always say, don't focus on the bad habit, focus on the good habit and establishing Mm -hmm. the good habit. So where you want, if you are wasting time, then spend your time doing the things that you enjoy, the things that bring you life, bring you more fulfillment. And it it won't give you the time. 
it won't allow you or afford you the time that you're wasting. So last night I wasted like 30 minutes scrolling Instagram for some reason. And I've been really, really good about not doing that, but for some reason, and I, I, my goal is to reset my house every night to reset my kitchen. And I only, I looked up at the clock and I'm like, Oh, I only have, I only have 20 minutes. I think it was 25. I only have 25 minutes until it's 10 o'clock. And I have, I've made a goal with myself. I know where my vision is going. I've made a, a book date with mm. myself in the bed at 10 o'clock every single night to read my book because reading makes me go to sleep. And so I have a goal to get in bed with my book every single night at 10 o'clock. And I hadn't reset my kitchen. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. And so I, what usually takes me like 30 minutes because I'm like taking my time and I'm really slow and everything. I was like, okay, I want to get it done. So I got it done fast. And then I had like 10 minutes to spare. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a quick shower. And then I mm-hmm. got in my bed at 10 o'clock and I felt so proud of myself. So spend more time doing the things that you do enjoy and you won't waste the time doing the things that you that waste your time. <laughs> okay. No, so uh, absolutely. And, and I think sometimes people think that if you're living a slow life, you're going in slow motion <laughs> or, no. or, or sitting on the couch and eating bonbons all day. And, um, I would love to do that, but, but again, we do have to make things go. So your, I have a limited amount of time. So I'm going to kind of step on the gas and, and make this happen in 30 minutes is okay. The issue is, is if you are feeling behind all of the time, you get this constant adrenaline rush that you are in constant go, go, go mode. And if you don't actively decide on purpose to slow down, your body will do it for you. And and that's what I am trying to keep myself from happening. I don't want my body to break, but I, I don't want anyone else's. To, right. to, to break and it can be physical, it can be mental. Um, but it, it is a real thing that if you do not nourish and care for yourself proactively on purpose, um, something will happen and you have no choice. Yes, you are so right. I, it has happened to me multiple times where I've been busy, 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 and then my body gets sick and it brings me down for a couple of days and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and you're and I, 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 I'm, I'm envisioning moms that I work with in their home. It's kind of like the dumping ground because they're so mm. busy. It's like, okay, we dump our book bags. We dump our, you mm. know, our, our mail, we dump, we dump, we dump. And they're in this constant state of survival and feeling like they're drowning. And I was there until I learned the skills and I had the mindset and changed. I started being more mindful. So, okay. So we've been talking about slow living a lot and it's not a matter of like you're moving at a snail's pace. And I love your podcast logo. It has a snail on there. (laughs) So cute. Um, But for someone who is just starting out and wanting to live a more slow life, what do you best recommend for them? To decide to get started and it's going to take as long as it takes and, and don't feel like you're behind because if you've already decided, you know what, this isn't working for me. I want to change the trajectory I'm on. You're already not going to be that kind of reactive person because you already now know where you're headed and you're going to actively pivot yourself to a new trajectory. So give yourself a huge hug 
and pat on the back for that because you're already so far ahead of the other kind of people who are bouncing around like ping pong balls. So, um, so get, so just give yourself a hug. Um, and then I really like journaling and it, it doesn't need to be super fancy. I have a, a simple one page guided worksheet that I, I put together. So that's at stephanieoday.com forward slash daily. And it's just a very down and dirty one pager. And one thing that I do, and I talk to my coaching clients about is who you are on this Wednesday is not who you're going to be next Wednesday. And, and many time women in general beat themselves up because last Wednesday I took all my vitamins and I drank all my water and I did all of these things and I was so productive, but this Wednesday I feel crappy. What's up with that? So you're not a robot and you're not a spreadsheet. And, and so really love yourself and who you are right this minute. And, and if you are just doing the next best thing, it will all come out in the wash um, and it'll be just fine. So, I mean, women in general, in, women in particular, and that is primarily who I work with, um, hormones are a real thing. Yes. Sleep is a real thing. Um, and, and just knowing you, you cannot compare yourself to anyone else and you can't even compare yourself to who you were a few days ago. You are so right. You are so right. I love what you said about just first deciding that you, you know, and that you're ahead of all the people that are bouncing around like ping pong balls, just deciding, okay, I want to change. I actually, a couple of days ago decided I have a struggle with time mm -hmm. <laughs> and being on time. I feel like I'm plagued with always being late because I feel like I can fill that space with all these other things. And yeah. so the other day I just decided I'm like, I'm going to be better at being mm -hmm. on time and being early. So there's so much power in taking that first step of just deciding that you want to be different. And then I love what you said about, um, that it doesn't have to be an overnight transformation that it's like daily, just you're better than you were last week. And even if you weren't better, if you're having a crappy week this week, it's okay. You're, you're taking little steps forward and you're better than you were when you weren't taking any steps. So love that so much. And I know that you mentioned your, uh, your guided journaling worksheet, which is at stephanieoday.com uh, slash daily. So I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing with us about your podcast, about your mission. And I am already feeling so much more at peace, just listening to this. I hope everyone who is listening to this episode is able to just take that nice big breath of fresh air and just feel like, oh, okay, it doesn't have to be so hard. I could just decide I want to change in some way and start making steps. So is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with that we haven't already said? I think we covered it. I think you did a great job and I'm just so thankful to be here and for you having me on. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm a real person. I answer my email. If you've got questions, um, you can write to me and um, I'm always happy to help. And, and just know you're doing a great job. I mean, just the fact that you're listening to this right now, yes. I mean, just it's, it's amazing. And, and so please 
give yourself a metaphoric gold star and a pat on the back and a great big huge hug because I think you're wonderful. Yes. And check out Stephanie's podcast, the slow living podcast. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Stephanie O'Day. I'm going to go back over those five steps to slow living that she shared with us. Number one is to declutter. That's what this podcast is all about, helping you declutter, helping you to downsize and to ditch old habits and set up an environment that supports life-changing habits. Number two, you have to know where you're going. You have to have a vision, you have to have a goal for you to be able to go in that direction. Number three, stay positive. Surround yourself with positive people. Get a coach if you have to, that's really positive and pushing you in that direction. Also, stay positive in yourself. Number four, take little action steps every single day. It is the the turtle, didn't they say that? The turtle that won the race. So take those daily action steps to get you going in that right direction. And number five is to tweak and fine tune as you go. You don't have to do it perfectly. You just have to take small actions every day. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you need me or are interested in coaching with me, you can reach out to me, lisa at habitsofhome.com. 